We're talking about cancel culture. I have a problem with social justice warriors wielding their power in the way that they do. In effect, you could cancel me for having something derogatory to say about Black Lives Matter. At Purple Noodle Marketing, we can find the perfect plan for you. Want to grow? Call us today at 612-208-2812 to speak to our cannabis growth specialist. This is episode 62. Hey, this is Vin. Did you get that special something you wanted for Christmas? Excellent. And if you didn't, you may want to check Santa's naughty list. I already even posted it online now. It's all good. It's always next Christmas, right? Kick off your shoes and enjoy the next 70 minutes with my old friends, LaFool and A. If Black Lives Matter came out to me personally, of course I'd be bummed, but I still like the movement itself because what they're doing and the techniques that they learned are as American as it gets. Explain that to me. Let's go back to schools. It may not happen now, but back when I was in elementary school, they used to make you stand up and say, I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America, blah, 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 blah. And if you didn't stand up and say it and put your hand on your heart, you go to the principal's office and he tells you how bad of a human being you are and you're disrupting because that's what schools were designed to do. They were designed to make us conform. You railed against conforming and now social justice warriors want you to conform to their ideology and you are comfortable conforming to their ideology but not comfortable having had to conform to an ideology from your elementary school years. It's the same thing. The stuff that I was being told to conform to was patriotism. To the Republic which is stand one nation under God indivisible with liberty and justice for all no, that's what Black Lives Matter is saying. We don't have liberty and justice for all. We live in a society that has to be deprogrammed. And what Black Lives Matter is trying to do is deprogram the masses. And you're telling me that a social justice warrior activity that cancels me because it doesn't agree with the words that came out of my mouth or some weird meme that I posted on Facebook or what have you. Whereas how you were treated as a child being forced to do something that you didn't want to do or being forced to say something that you didn't want to say, you're telling me that those are two different things, that it's okay for them to wield that kind of power that they learned in school. And yet that power, when it was wielded against you in school, is something that you don't agree with and don't like and don't ever want to have happen. In school, when I learned that, at the same time, I had a history teacher tell me the Southern draw comes from the Africans who brought that over here. The same teacher tells me there were a lot of Blacks, Negroes, who voluntarily got on those boats to come to the new land so that they can experience something new. What does that have to do with the Pledge of Allegiance? The Pledge of Allegiance was the first time I realized we're taught things that are incorrect. Right. And we're forced into a doctrine that is brainwashing us to believe something that's incorrect. 
So there is a chance when you made that meme, it was probably based upon that doctrine, white supremacy is correct. And they caught that and go, hang on, mm. no, 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 you need to be deprogrammed. And this is a fallacy that you need to accept. And if you don't want to accept that fallacy, it's because you believe that one nation under God, indivisible, blah, 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 and liberty and justice for all is the correct way, the way that you've been programmed. So they're trying to do you a favor and help you to be an ally. But they're using the same abusive techniques that they learned in school. My argument is not against educating people of any color for any reason on any subject. As far as I can tell from our conversation about the Pledge of Allegiance, you found that abusive in some way. Why would you advocate for that same kind of abuse to now happen in a social justice environment? It wasn't that I found it abusive. I knew that there wasn't liberty and justice for all. I found it to be a fallacy. This is what I said, and how is that incorrect? And then they would have said, well, this is incorrect because of this and this and this. And you go, oh, I've always believed that was the case. No, that's not. That's a fallacy. You either are going to accept what they're saying because you want to learn, you want to grow, you want to at least try and experience something different, or you're going to say, nope, I'm going to stick with the old technique. You're now pressuring me. You're not being mean to me. You now are using old techniques on me. There's a lot of times that I get pressured by certain people to say Black Lives Matter. Like I'll say something and they'll be like, that's transphobic. And I'm like, what does the word transphobic mean? Mm -hmm. And they have to explain it to me. I go, I didn't realize I was being transphobic. And then I do it again and say, okay, look, it, I told you twice now, that's transphobic. You need to stop it, okay? What I don't want to start getting in the habit of doing is going, I'm so sorry, because that's also not acceptable. Don't apologize. Just change your behavior. If you agree. But I have to acknowledge the fact I've been programmed. Like, there's no one in that class of all the white kids I grew up with that would want to acknowledge we are not one nation. Like, I have liberty, but he doesn't have liberty. No one's going to want to say that. They'll say, no, 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 you have liberty too. I don't. Mm-hmm. I knew that I wasn't wrong with the Pledge of Allegiance because it's my life. I know for sure that I'm not treated the same. I know that I would get caught an N-word at any time. So I know that there is not liberty and justice for all. I know that. Right. If your meme offends somebody, the first thing you got to ask them is, explain to me why this is offensive. And then you might say, honestly, I still don't get it. Can we talk again in the future? And that would be cool. I never try to dismiss what they say because usually they're seeing something that I'm not seeing. And that's because our lives are optical illusions. None of us see the real world. We only see the world that we want to see. If that's true, though, what's not to say that a social justice warrior in the Black Lives Matter movement isn't seeing the world the way that they want to see it? Where do you begin to differentiate between your world and my world? Or who tells you how you should live your life and then decides to cancel you because they don't agree with the way that you're living your life? I have no problem being told, look, that's offensive. Can you back up off that? I'm not arguing any of that. I'm arguing still about the method by which social justice education is being administered. I think one of the biggest problems that we're suffering through right now is the idea of accepting what's not the norm. Right. It's not just left or right. Like a justice warrior can come up and tell you, I'm trans. This is what this means to us. Yeah. Years ago, among heterosexual males, like if something was uncool, you said, bro, that's so gay. That was just the norm. Yeah. And then later on, people were like, probably shouldn't say that. Dude, I have to tell you what I did. 
my brother and I were having an argument at home, and I was really mad at my brother. I, you're such a faggot. <gasps> you said that. We've gotten to a point now that these are normal conversations. A lot of us are still stuck with that pre-internet terminology, and you revert back to it sometimes. It takes people to express to you as a black female. These are not cool things to say, like the c word. I never use the c word. Right, bitch. Bitch is a female dog, but if that bitch is crazy, I can't really say that. Some girl can go, yeah, that's my bitch right there. I can go, that's my bitch too. What did you just say? I love that word. I can use that word. (laughs) (laughs) There's a lot of things that people have to try to keep organized in their mind to say the right thing at the right time. There are inside jokes that I have with my best friend that I can no longer say in public. That goes back to the whole social justice warrior thing that you're talking about, especially with Black Lives Matter. There's terminology out there that people have just gotten wrong. There's things that are not really funny to everybody. Right. This is what this is all about, is trying to express that. Granted, sometimes they're a little heavy-handed, but I think a lot of times they don't think that it's their place to have to teach you this. You should be self-aware. They come across as very straightforward on it. They're not going to sugarcoat it for you because you're an adult. Look, it, this is unacceptable. Don't do it anymore. Are we clear? Does that make sense to you? Do you need me to explain why at this moment? But who likes being talked down to like your parent is verbally disciplining you? You're not my parent. You don't know me. You haven't raised me. You're attacking me on the internet. In some cases, if you're annoyed with me enough, you're canceling me on the internet. I think a lot of times people want to be talked to like they're a child. What? Let me give you an example. If you do something that's stupid and I look at you and go, bro, what are you doing? Knock that off. I'm talking to you adult to adult. Like we're boys. My buddies, if they do something stupid, I'm like, dude, what's your problem, bro? Knock that off. Don't do it anymore. Done. Especially if we're in public. Hey, dude, stop. Bro, stop. Don't. Don't do that anymore. That's adult to adult. Child will be like, oh, hey, how are you? How are you feeling? Do you need something to eat? Here. Now, that's a bad thing to do. You have to learn to be bigger and a better person. That's being talked to like a child. I'm not saying that social justice warriors talk like that at all. They also don't talk like, yo, bro, you know, you need to like not do that. They're more like, um, excuse me, I know better than you. And so I'm going to take some time to educate you. And you should be grateful that I'm educating you. Oh, you don't want to hear what I have to say? Well, let me just re-educate you. And also I'm going to put some pressure on online and start reposting your stuff. That's the worst case scenario. But it's not one or the other. There are a variety of things. And I'm saying that the wielding of power is curious to me. Like, I don't know why anyone would think that they have power over me. Did you drink a soda or something? Your voice completely changed in the middle of this conversation. No, I haven't had anything to drink since about halfway through this conversation. (laughs) So my voice is running out of steam. We'll push to the finish line quickly. But one thing you said was the worst case scenario is that they simply repost what you said. Why does that make a difference? Because if we were in a big group and you said this, people look at you like, what did you just say? You would get people to your face telling you, you must have lost your damn mind. Why would you say that? (laughs) (laughs) Right. Maybe that is the problem. I've never thought about it like that. Thank God, at least in the last two years, I've never said anything that I've been called out on. I've managed to be aware of the words that are escaping my mouth, even in moments of anger and try to be aware of all the varieties of things that I can possibly say wrong. 
But also, I would probably be that aware in a room full of people, and I wouldn't say that. The problem is we will say and do things online because we feel like there's no repercussion. The thing that social justice warriors are doing admirably is saying, hey, wait a minute, this is also a public forum where you need to be called out, right? and we're going to do that. I understand that much better now. On Facebook, I always look at them like, would I hang out at a party with you talking like that? Nope. Okay, I'm gone. I just never made that connection that also there needs to be people who would call you out online like they would in person. Although it's a double-edged sword because the room becomes infinite. If I'm in a room of 50 people and five of them decide they need to address that with me, that's one thing. But if I'm in an online environment where I say something stupid or post something dumb and one person catches it and then they share it, suddenly I'm now in a virtual room with thousands, in some cases, millions of people. That's a whole different situation. Oh, yeah. And it's going to get worse. And there's no way to respond to all of those people because they will jump on and they'll see what's happening. They'll jump into the fray and then they'll jump out and they'll be like, I put that person in their place. Whereas in a room, I can turn to you and say, look, this is what I meant. I didn't know that I shouldn't have phrased that thing that way. Or I was angry and I used the word on purpose. Two different scenarios. But I can explain it to you and the five people who call me out in the room. There's no way in hell I can ever explain it to a million people what I've done or what I've not done. I'm one of those people who will never have to try to do that with a million people. If I ever got called out on the internet, there would be, you know, maybe 10 people that got involved. But there are famous people who now suddenly have to deal with hundreds of thousands, if not millions of people calling them out. If you do get famous, they're going to go back and comb through your emails and comb through your posts. And they're going to be, whoa, 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 look at this one right here. It'll be remembered. That's happening now with people. That's happening with Nira. Her posts came back to bite her in a boo-boo. But who hasn't said stupid things? Could I not go back on your Facebook page and find something where you said something pretty outrageous? Probably. Do you want to stand by that thing now that you said eight years ago? I do, because that's happened to me on the JRE chats plenty of times. And somebody's like starting to spread it and like argue the point. Step up to the freaking plate. If I say something, I've got to mean it. And if not, I'll be the first to say, oh, that was kind of not exactly where I was trying to go. This is where I was trying to go. Mm-hmm. Nira's the best example because <laughs> this is exactly what they asked her. He says, did you believe this? I did at the time. And now Biden's trying to find somebody else to replace her. Yeah. It's just the age that we live in. It's the age of information. In the industrial age, you can say stuff and get away with it. Unless you were really big, then went into a newspaper. Even then it disappeared. Age of information is here to stay. Yeah. Please like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash 17 minutes podcast. If you're enjoying this show, please share it with your friends and family. This podcast wouldn't be possible without the support of our sponsors. They're listed on our website and social media. Check them out.
Have a blessed Sabbath. Shabbat Shalom. Purple Noodle Marketing is a creative strategy and design agency that specializes in cannabis SEO and marijuana marketing. We help businesses launch cannabis products, build brand foundations, and sustain organic cannabis growth. With over 30 years of experience, you can trust that we know exactly what SEO strategies to use. So whether you're a CBD or hemp dispensary, medical cannabis dispensary, or a dealer in recreational marijuana, we'll provide you with the best digital strategy to help you rank higher on Google. Clients who've worked with us in the past can attest to this. They've not only increased traffic, but have seen growth of millions of dollars in their online businesses. Our agency is completely versed in cannabis products, business models, state regulations, and organic SEO. We also believe in decriminalization before legalization and work within communities to help promote fair business practices for cannabis business owners and connoisseurs. Limited marketing leads to limited results, so don't be limited. At Purple Noodle Marketing, we can find the perfect plan for you. We understand that every cannabis business is unique, and we have three tiered marketing plans that we can customize for your particular marketing needs. Want to grow? Call us today at 612-208-2812 to speak to our cannabis growth specialist.